ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. Welcome back once again to Bread and Circuses Podcast. I am Rooster here with incumbent co-host Crow. Hello. I say that because there's, I just want you to know there's a, uh, you know, full disclosure here. There's a co-host elect out there. Oh, is there? Yeah. I mean, he's uh, he's an older guy. Mm-hmm. He's got some weird fake teeth and he touches people inappropriately quite often, sniffs their hair a lot. But uh, okay. We, we got to check into this. Well, it sounds like the kind of guy that could bring us together. <laughs> yeah, unify us. Yeah, and uh, you know, and reconciliation, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I just I want you to know that if some people call you from the FBI, want to talk to you about some mm-hmm. stuff, you know, just scare you, but not scare you, but scare you, and tell me that they're going to scare me, but not scare me, and kind but, of clue but me scare in, scare you, but scare me. Yeah, um, yeah. don't worry about it. Okay. And if uh, anybody from a Truth and Reconciliation Incorporated wants to talk to you, answer the call. Okay. okay. Just let them know your whereabouts. Uh, should I should I turn over all my uh, um, my media accounts and my? Oh, you can just stop with turnover. My, my social media. <laughs> just turn over. Just turn over. <laughs> yeah, because it's they'll, they'll take care of the rest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to worry about anything but turning over. <laughs> yeah, just grit your teeth, bite your bottom lip, whatever it takes. Grab the ankles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're going to pull your hair a lot too. So, so yeah, what, what we're getting at, and everybody's, I'm sure, is listening to this. Are knows, we alluding to something? Yeah, um, there's been uh, multiple people on the left um, saying, "Hey, you know, we this we can't allow this Trump thing to ever happen again." Something like this, and all these people that work for Trump and support Trump and facilitated Trump need to be, um, you know, uh, found out. Um, you know, categorized for what they've done, um, and basically uh, taken off, taken off of uh, any form of social media, any ability to find a job anywhere, um, maybe even the ability to make any money, um, anything not uh, not even associated with politics. So, you know, if they're on welfare the rest of their lives, that might be too good for them. So, one of them. Now, you say people on the left. Yeah. <laughs> They're not all people on the left. Yeah. Um, and there's a video, we may have talked about it before, but it's worth watching if you haven't seen it before. It's, um, I think you've seen it, where Saddam Hussein took power in Iraq. You seen that? Uh, no. So they have this whole, and it, Jordan Peterson does a whole thing about this, about how it's, it's absolutely terrifying. And he says it in the context of like, you know, Hitler and all of this and talking about how, you know, Hitler was very charismatic and everything, um, but he also talks about Saddam Hussein had a, that all of these terrible dictators all seize power in a very interesting way. But Saddam Hussein has a whole room full of like the Iraqi government officials, okay, the Iraqi parliament or whatever they have. And uh, he comes in, he sits down at a table, and he's just sort of casually smoking. And one of his uh, henchmen gets up and reads a few names off the list. These are people who've you know, Saddam won, took power, but these were people who are against him. And so these guys come down and they take these guys and they march them out of the room. They read off another five names. 
come down, march him in. Saddam's just casually sitting. He's not talking. Just sitting there smoking. Pretty soon, people in the group start standing up going, all powers to Saddam. Saddam's great. And then a couple of those guys get their names read. They march him outside. So when this is all said and done, they take everybody left in the room and they say, go outside. Those guys are all lined up there. Pick up a gun and shoot them. And they said, that's how Saddam Hussein seized power. And they said, it's terrifying and manipulative and all that stuff. Um, manipulative. Anyway, so the point of this is you get people who get power and start getting fucking crazy. And this Robert Reich, who's the former uh uh, Secretary of Labor under Clinton, who's a socialist. I mean, if you watch this guy's videos at all explaining the economy, he's just a he's a redistributionist. It's take yeah. from these guys, give to these guys. I've got his uh, tweet up here. Yeah, he's this 170-year-old <clears throat> motherfucker. Um, maybe he's, I might have missed that by a couple years, but not much. Right. Anyway, some sheltered, fat fucking pussy who says, we need to have truth and uh, reconciliation, reconciliation commission. commissions. This is the quote here. When this nightmare is over, we need a truth and reconciliation commission. It would erase Trump's lies, comfort those who have been harmed by his hatefulness, and name every official, politician, executive, and media mogul whose greed and cowardice enabled this catastrophe. But there's not going to be any punishment. No, they just they just want to sort of re-educate you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this gal on The View, I don't know, because I don't pay any attention to anybody on that show. Uh, was talking about we got to shame these people. They're not allowed to have jobs anymore. We got to make sure they can't work in politics or whatever. And uh, uh, there's a there's a uh, Joe Concha who's a media uh, commentator for Fox Business Network. He said he goes, you can say ah, it's just the View. He goes, the View is a branch of the ABC News division. He goes, so you can not take it seriously if you want, but they're actually under the ABC News division. Um, so these people can't handle people disagreeing with them. Robert Reich is calling this a nightmare. What nightmare? Yeah. What is what is the Trump administration done in the last three years that have constituted calling it a nightmare? Hey, Crow, they say mean things. They say mean things. Mm. He has hurtful tweets, and that triggers people. Yeah. That's a nightmare. Kids in cages, Rooster. Kids in cages. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's 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 over two hundred children that have yet to be reunited with their parents from Mexico. The coyotes that brought them over, you mean? Yeah, riding on their backs or in their teeth even, <laughs> which is horrible if you think about it. Well, letting, letting children being uh, ferried over the border by coyotes in their sharp little teeth. I mean, I'm sure that's going to cause puncture wounds at the very least. Well, but see, if you have white privilege, you're delivered by a pristine-looking stork. <laughs> you know, you're flown in with lots of fanfare and trumpets and all that stuff. The angels... Angels descend. But the worst they could get with the with the border thing was to say, there's still children that are waiting to be reunited with their parents. And they're like, yeah, we're trying. Yeah. We've been trying. Some of these parents aren't coming forward. Yeah. So now we're taking care of these children. But they're in cages. Probably not at this point. No, they're not. Yeah. So And that's the worst they could say about the border. So he, But he called them rapists and murderers. Not all of them. Yeah. The MS-13 gangs. You know, he said there were very fine people on on both sides of the border. <laughs> He's talking about Canada, right? Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the way they, I mean, they're just, it's, it's full scale. Like it's not even just under reporting or mis misreporting. It's full scale lying. 
So then uh, Jennifer Rubin, who is uh, Wall Street. Oh, I've got, I've got audio yeah. of this, yeah. Jennifer Rubin, who's a Wall Street Journal columnist, I believe, um, she has uh, some words to say about this. Now, Jennifer Rubin claims to be a uh, conservative columnist. Mm-hmm. So is she part of a Lincoln project? Well, she works for the Washington Post, so you know. Um, anyway, holy shit, she's only fifty-eight years old. She looks like she's a hundred. She looks like a monster. Seriously, does yeah. that woman like she look like she's fifty-eight years old? No. My grandma's dead, and she looks better than her. <laughs> My God, look at that hideous beast! Yeah, she's got Wait. a fr- Frankenstein thing going on. Yeah, sorry, that's a Halloween costume. Oh, it's a Jennifer Rubin Halloween. Oh no, it is Jennifer Rubin in a Jennifer <laughs> Rubin costume. You know, I feel bad for her. She's maybe that's why she's so angry. Yeah, let's play. Let's play her being angry. Yeah. What we should be doing is shunning these people. Shunning, shaming these people is a statement of moral indignation that these people are not fit for polite society. It's not only that Trump has to lose, but that all his enablers have to lose. They have to, we have to collectively, in essence, burn down the Republican Party. Um, We have to level them because if there are survivors, if there are people who weather this storm, they will do it again. They will take this as confirmation that, hey, it just pays to rise the waves look at me i yeah whatever bitch uh chris hayes on uh msnbc said the same thing so scott adams not exactly a radical uh wrote, Dil- dilbert, wrote dilbert uh, yeah um, i still am trying to get over the fact that jennifer rubin's only 58 years old my god she looks haggard mm-hmm. um anyway yeah she was on a panel with like one two three four five other people and they're all like yeah on, nodding a- their head, on am nodding, joy yeah, nodding their head uh, vigorously you know, Socialism Central on uh, MSNBC. Anyway, uh, she says, uh, or uh, Scott Adams took that quote and he goes, I didn't say I didn't say or do any of these things on your list. He goes, but put me on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sticks Hexenhammer told AOC he wants to be first on her list. Yeah. And I am tired of fat, soft motherfuckers like Robert Reich and used up, wasted pieces of shit like Jennifer Rubin and I can't remember her name Fran somebody I think who's the editor of Vanity Fair or whatever uh, this scrawny little uh, elderly woman saying shit like we gotta take their guns we gotta put them on lists fuck you mm-hmm. come and get me because there are a whole bunch of people who are saying fuck you half of this country half like to that president, and you are now saying that half of this country is an enabler? Now, she's going to say, no, 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 it's the people working for him, put them in office. No, 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 that is not who she's talking about. Yeah, She wants to use, think about this, and if I've said anything on this podcast, this is what I want people to hear. People like this want to use the strength and power of the government to make you think and do what they say you should think and do. Fuck you yeah if you really want to do that do you understand what you are doing you're asking people to start stacking up on people's doors and telling them and they're going to say no 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 this is not what they mean well then what the fuck do you mean because you put someone on the list they're not going to care you know this is bullshit and what they don't understand and this is why capitalism is beautiful and here's some of the hope i'm bringing you today they had uh um, Ticketmaster, 
for example, and I'll bring this around to Jennifer Rubin and her fucking used up cronies in a second here. Um, Ticketmaster is now saying they may make you produce a vaccine passport. Yeah, in order to see Taylor Swift or whatever. To see Taylor Swift. Let's go back to the fact that half of this country voted for Trump. If half of this country goes, well, fuck Taylor Swift then. We're not going to our concert. We don't want to go. What happens? All of these people, Jennifer Rubin, who works at a failing newspaper, Robert Reich, who does fuck, I don't know know what he does besides eat and get fatter, and Taylor Swift, who, yeah, tremendously popular, tons of money, sells out shows, suddenly as half the people are saying, fuck you. I mean, Neil Cavuto on Fox cut away from Kaylee McEnany's press conference, and there's already people on Fox saying, fire that fat fuck. Yeah. We're not watching him anymore. Yep. You know? And I would not say to Fox, fire him. I'm just never watching his show again. Nope. He's done for me. Yeah. And that's what's great about capitalism. And none of these people get that. None of these people understand that half of the country voted for the guy they don't like. And now they're saying we need to use the government to make them think, do, and say what we want them to think, do, and say. And they'll say that's not what they want. But if that isn't, then my question is, what exactly do you want? It's some iteration of that. And you need, of those 72 million people and counting, because the votes keep coming in, who voted for Trump, you need 1% of those people, 1%, to say, I'm not putting up with this shit. Yeah, a little tangent. We talked about the uh, vaccine, too, the... Um, you know, before when the, when Trump was developing the, what is it, Project Lightspeed, getting all these companies to work. Warp Speed. Warp Speed to work against By each other. By the way, do you know how that worked? They paid those companies for the vaccines in advance. Hmm. So those companies would have the money to do the research. To, nobody talks about that. Yeah. They The government said, okay, here's the money for it. But while this was going on, the Democrats start, all of a sudden decided to become, you know, anti-vaxxers. A lot of them saying, well, we're not going to trust a vaccine that it's, it's going way too fast. And Trump's, you know, something's wrong with it. I'm not going to get stuck with the vaccine that Trump developed. And now that they, they're pretty sure that Biden won, now it's like, yeah, oh, the vaccine's coming. Isn't that great? Oh, except for uh, Cuomo. Yeah. Uh, Cuomo is still a, uh, he's still an anti-vaxxer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, at least they shouldn't have the vaccine. They shouldn't give it to anyone until after Biden's elected. Did you all okay. or inaugurated? Do you know why? Why? Because if you let Trump pass it out, he's just a big dumb dummy, so he's gonna fuck it up. Okay. Well, and there also there's people that are gonna be signing on to, or say they say they're gonna have them sign on to a Biden administration. I think uh, what Zeke Manuel. I think he's the one that said. Uh, yeah, he's an idiot. He he's, he said no, but they they're talking about how once the vaccine comes out, we really should distribute it, make sure. That the 250 million doses, the first doses, should go to other countries first before they go to us. What? Yeah. Fuck him. So it's more of this, more of this, uh, um, you know, um, America last kind of attitude. We're going to get a whole lot more of that. And the thing is, they're going to say, well, why do we deserve it before them? Well, A, because we put the fucking money into it. And B, because we are the, the hub of the world, basically. And if you stop it here, you're going to go a long ways to stopping it across the fucking world, you oh, fucking that's, retard. That's hate speech to say we're hub of the world. <sighs> I mean, this kind of that's shit, though. That's hate speech. This kind of this America last attitude, that's what that's what Biden and, and, and Kamala uh, all represent. 
They re- represent the same thing uh, Obama was. It's it's uh, let China get away with raping us, um, lead from behind, all the same shit, uh, uh, fomenting racial hatred. Like that's gonna. You think it's bad now? It's because of the Obama administration. It's so bad. You think uh, eight, four, eight more years with uh, someone like Biden and, and Kamala is gonna make things better? Fuck you. I'm sorry. First of all, I'm not gonna let you get away with this. It's Kamala. Kamala. It's Kamala. <laughs> that's what okay. I said. Second of all, when it comes to China raping us, I mean, what were we wearing? We kind of deserve, had it coming, right? I mean, we, the way we were acting, I mean, <laughs> we we were asking them for mm-hmm. it. Wait, hold on. Donald Trump don't trust China. China is asshole. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's so much coming at once on this stuff. I, I have a hard time, like, sticking to my script here, but... Um, because, you know, I write all this out in longhand. Mm. Yeah. Cursive. Word, Beautiful w- cursive. Word for word. You, you should see Rooster's <laughs> penmanship. It's it's stunning. <laughs> Except I spell motherfucker. M-A-F-A-D-A-K-A. <laughs> uh, anyway, so um, I think the, the hope in this is that, and I'll give you another example, capitalism is going to fix this stuff. I know I say this all the time. People are getting tired of me saying it, but it's true. Ticketmaster, all of these companies are going to get fucked when they start saying, "Hey, you know, you have to have a, uh, you have to have a, um, a vaccine passport." Holy shit! A fly just landed on your mic. Your mic, Pence. Damn it! It's going to land on your head. It's on the bottom there. Oh, there it is. Yeah, there it is. It can't stand the shit coming out of your mouth. You said. Boy, I loves the shit coming out of my mouth. You said Kamala. Uh, so. Nice. It's on your hand. It's a fucker. (laughs) On the Uh, back of my hand. Yeah, that was crazy. Try to smack it. So, uh, um, what is that, a knife wound on your arm? (laughs) Holy shit. That's the that's the last time a fly landed on me. That's what I how I try. I had a knife in my hand. I tried to get rid of it. (laughs) Crow's got like a four inch gash on his arm. Uh, anyway, it must've been fun at closing time. Uh, so these guys are going to get screwed when it comes to this, you know, because if, again, you don't need half of the country to say, I'm not going to go to Taylor Swift's concert anymore. But if a large chunk of 72 million people decides they don't want any part of this, you know, all they have to do is choose to not participate in, choose to not use Ticketmaster. And I know we've said before, geez, there's just no room for alt tech to break in here. Oh, it's happening. It's happening. And yeah. not only that, it's happening fast. So Twitter, which they've come to realize apparently about 10 million people on Twitter, and this is 10 million accounts, so this might be 8 million people, who knows, are 80% of Twitter's usage. Okay? That's it. Um, so now, apparently, this comes from Sticks Hexenhammer. Uh, he's hoping that the shareholders of it start saying, uh, Jack, what the fuck's happening with our platform? Uh, Because it's not making any money. The stock is tanking even faster than it was before while Jack's off in his... Yeah, and right now people are mass uh, dropping it to sign up for Parler. Right, so Parler, just to give you some ideas, I was listening to Joe Paggs the other night, radio show host, and Joe Paggs says he has been on Parler since... It's either March or May of 2019. And so he's talking to the CEO of Parler, whose name escapes me right now. And he says, 
He goes, listen, I'll be honest, signed up for Parler just to, you know, get your name out there and reserve your account. And he goes, and then I just ignored it. And he says, uh, this year I start seeing a bunch of Trump people who are jumping on their Trump officials and everything. So he goes, eh, I'll, be- I'll go back and check it. So he meant, starts mentioning Parler. He's been on the air. Pags has been on for a while now, six, seven years, I think, maybe even more. Yeah, national. Yeah, national syndicated radio show. He has four million listeners, which is a lot. Lit- a couple more than we have. <laughs> um, but he has uh, – he has 4 million followers. The highest total he's ever gotten on Twitter is 95,000. He has 225,000 on Parler now. Wow. In less than a year. That's And he that's... says, you don't need any more evidence than I'm being throttled, downgraded, yeah. whatever. And the CEO of Parler says, yeah, because we don't do any of that. He says, you put a tweet or a whatever he calls them, parlays out or something. Yeah. You put it out there. They don't downgrade them for being stale or anything like that. So let's say Joe Pag says something cool or funny or whatever and nobody notices. And for some reason, uh, Larry Correa, Sticks, Hexenhammer, somebody, James Woods, picks picks it up and goes, hey, this is kind of funny. And it's a year and a half old and it takes off. Well, now it's trending again because they don't. Which makes sense. They don't get rid of this stuff. And so – uh, the CEO was saying, it's crazy here. We're adding servers like crazy and we can't keep up. He said they're in a 72-hour period there after the election. Their uh, usage or their new account number was up 400%. That's insane. Yeah. So Sticks was saying every single alt tech platform, BitChute, Mimi or whatever. MeWe. MeWe, all yeah. that stuff. It's all going up. Because people are leaving the other stuff. They're dropping their Facebook accounts. There's, there's somebody trying to get a Facebook walkout going. Yeah, it's funny. I've had these these alt tech um, services before, or I've signed up for them before, and I just did what Pegs did. I had it, and I never really checked on it. So I decided to sign up for MeWe again, which is like the Facebook alternative. It's, it's basically the closest to Facebook. Um, obviously, it's going to be lacking a lot of the stuff facebook has but but they'll they'll work on it they'll get better so yeah i'll, I'll be on them i'm i'm i've been talking about stopping uh paying for netflix and i still haven't done that i feel like an asshole so i gotta drop netflix i mean i've got hulu per, or uh, you, amazon you want to drop netflix just over the cuties thing no there's more it's um they their their uh, original programming is really shitty i mean it's like and they've got the obamas in the background you know coming up with programming and um, it's yeah. The, a lot of the original programming is is, is based on a lot of this um, uh, race theory stuff. You know, it's all it's all it's all based on that kind of shit. So it's it's got an agenda. Uh, it's not just cuties. That's just the the you know the straw that broke the camel's back for a lot of people. Well, I and that's yet another example. People starting to ditch net Netflix because of that too. I mean, you can't. You can't go out there and just keep trashing half of the country, you know, and and they say, well, you know, uh, Hillary Clinton only said half of Trump supporters are deplorables. All right. That's half the country. But she didn't say which half, you know. So if you're a Trump supporter, you're going, is she talking about me? You know, but I'm just I'm tired of these people. You know, it's a different thing than if uh, someone like Jocko Willick gets up there and says, yeah, we need to come take everybody's guns. Hmm. Then I'm going to get a little scared, you know, because that's somebody who can do it. But 
these people who just want to use the government to punish other people. I don't like that at all. And you can say what you want about Trump, but when did he do that? You know, he, he didn't. The only thing you can say is he deputized those, uh, those cops in Portland as federal marshals. Well, that was only because the— They wanted it. Yeah, they wanted it. Um, yeah. And they weren't doing anything about it. And by the way, did you see that the uh, Oregon governor is now calling in the National Guard? Oh, yeah. She feels safer doing it now. You know, and eh, quite honestly, after about 100 days of endless rioting— it's it's time now. It's time. Yeah. You know, it's time Fuck for the you. nation to heal and unify. You know, cravenly political. Well, and here's what's going to happen to these racist liberals. And they are the racists, by the oh, way. Absolutely. You that is easy to prove. You can there's tons of evidence. Look at the way they talk about black people. Look at how they use black people mm-hmm. when it comes to uh when it comes to elections. Look at the woman who wrote uh, White Fragility. And if you can hold your nose through it, it's an interesting book to read because it's all about how this woman realizes this. Again, Jennifer Rubin type realizes that, you know, she's kind of racist. And because she's really smart and you're not, she's going to explain to you why even she being racist can now explain to you, you dumb dummy, why you are racist. You're probably double racist. Yeah, you're you're double secret racist <laughs> because you don't know it. And mm-hmm. it, you know, Michael Eric Dyson wrote the forward and it's just, it's stupid, but um, that's basically what that book is. And so she has looked at herself and said, well, I'm, I'm a pure virtuous person. And yet even I was racist. So let me explain to you unwashed masses, why you are bad people too. And most people who read that book, I think either say, you're right. You know what I am? Or they go, what the fuck are you talking about? I can be better. So, you know, these are the racists, and those are the people trying to tell us how we're supposed to think and do all this stuff. But one thing is their cities have always failed, you know, but it's always been the cities full of black people that the uh, the uh, upper class white liberals didn't care when Baltimore was a shithole. They didn't care when Cleveland was a shithole. They didn't care that Detroit was a shithole. But guess where the new shitholes are going to be? Minneapolis, Portland, Seattle, San Francisco. Very white cities are going to start looking very bad. And then they're going to have to care. And it's all going to happen under Joe. Yeah. You know? I don't think... There's enough uh, – I don't think there's enough fuckery to flip this election for Trump. It's still th- possible. It's possible. I think you might see him win back Wisconsin. I think he might win back Pennsylvania. Hell, he he's chasing Biden in Arizona. It's it's down pretty – I maybe he'll win Nevada. But he's got to win all of them. Mm-hmm. All of those five or six states, he's got to win every single one. And the chance that he will, pretty tough. Yeah. But I don't think the the left is prepared for what Trump becomes if he, when he loses us. I think it's, to use a Star Wars analogy, it's Obi-Wan Kenobi saying to Darth Vader, you strike me down, I'm going to become twice as powerful. He doesn't have to have any sense of decorum, not that he had much of one anyway, but he's going to be holding these MAGA rallies and say, hey, pay five bucks a month for my newsletter and shit like that. He's just going to keep this rolling. Yeah. Did you hear uh, there's 
countries that are already congratulating Biden for mm-hmm. for being president, but then there's other countries that say no, we're not doing that yet. So like President of Mexico wouldn't do it yet, wouldn't congratulate Biden for being no, president. Yeah, but uh, Netanyahu did. Yeah. What the fuck? No, Netanyahu's always been a fuck. He's always been a political yeah, animal. That's fine, but fuck, dude. He's look Israel. As much respect as I have for Israel, I mean, holding their own in the in the middle of all that shit. Our, our interests are way too tied to Israel, I think. I think it's their interests are way too tied to ours. You know, there's that. I mean, the yeah, the thing is, we, they've got too. There's too many people with too much influence that have, um, too, too many people, with too much influence that have Israel, the country Israel's interests at heart, above ours. And I don't. Well, why. I think most of them are Israelis, but well, even people that are uh, evangelical, you know, because Israel is, you know, the, you know, the it's like a mecca for evangelicals. It's because you know you hear all these cruises and all this stuff going to Israel, all these evangelicals on these ra- uh, conservative radio stations, um, because and they they feel a connection to Israel. So even evangelicals put too much stock into Israel because of that. Or, well, or, it's it's Jesus' hometown. Okay. Well, here's the thing. I think what Netanyahu's really worried about, I think what Israel's worried about, because we we need them. They are the they are the uh, if we're going to be involved in the Middle East at all, which I think we should have a diminishing role. But even if we aren't there, Israel gets all the best intelligence there. Yeah. And we really need that. Oh, yeah. So we need to support them and all that stuff. But if all of a sudden we're signing peace accords between all these countries in the Middle East and in theory – Israel's not threatened as much. We come less, become less dependent on Israel. It's no different than we. I mean, like when we bomb some spot in the Middle East now, you know where our planes take off from? Missouri. Mm-hmm. They just fly there and bomb, and they're home for dinner. Um, we don't need England as an aircraft carrier anymore. Um, so, the the more peace agreements we sign in the Middle East, the less we need Israel to sort of be the dog on the chain in that in that area you know um so i think they're a little threatened by that yeah i really do but it doesn't surprise me at all with netanyahu because he's just the way the obama administration with biden treated netanyahu um pretty shitty when when uh, you know remember the time when he came to the white house and they made him wait and all that you know it was like a big snub of Netanyahu. yeah but he still wants to sit at the cool kids table yeah you know that's what he wants and so, you know, they can uh, they can knock his books out of his hand once in a while. But if they go, oh, come on over here, you little fucker, come on. Yeah. He'll be like, okay. You know, that's how he is. And that's how I expect most politicians to be. I don't think most people in Israel are real happy with what happened with the Obama administration and now thinking about this too. But, yeah, some of that I, I totally expect. Um, by contrast, did you see, I think it's the government of Austria says that they're going to ban – Political Islam. I did not. They're going to start shutting down some mosques and stuff. Hmm. Good because it is it is political. Yeah, yeah. Good. So, I like it. I I think there are some. There was. Uh, I can't remember who I was listening. If their to. whole goal is just subvert your political system, then you need to shut that shit down. Well, I wonder what's going to happen with uh, Macron in France. The way this is going, because someone did a. I saw a heat map about. Uh, the people who supported Macron. Yeah. And you know how when they show the United States, like uh, when Trump won his first election, um, they showed that basically you had 
you know, Illinois and the east and west coast have voted for them, and the whole middle of the country is red. Well, they show France, and it's like Paris and one other, I can't remember, one other large city that basically voted Macron in. The rest of the country didn't vote for him. Yeah. But the population centers are so high. That but they're getting pissed again because of the uptick in uh, Islamic violence. Yeah, which is mostly in the cities that voted for him. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, they're just fucking beheading people left and right. Yep. I mean, what do you think would happen? Pulling down crosses at churches, beheading people. What do you think would happen with Trump if uh, there were like two or three beheadings in this country? I think some shit would get started, you know? And I think Biden would do an Obama and say, well, you know, we got to understand it's... It's our fault. Yeah. It's, it was a guy yelling, I'll Akbar. But uh, it's probably just, it's probably a white supremacy thing. You know what we have to do? We have to build back better. <laughs> well, you know, it was funny. I saw. That's his, ca- his new campaign quote now. Build yeah. back better. And sniff your hair. Yeah. There's, uh, there was someone who brought up the point that if Trump won all the white voters that he won in his first election, he wins this one. Because he had more black support mm-hmm. this time He had around. more LGBTQ whatever he had mo- support, He had more too. everything. Yeah. He had less Hispanic white, support. Less whites. Yeah, a shocking amount, mm-hmm. uh, according to Juan Williams. And that's because, you know, those uh, dirty religious uh, Hispanics don't know what's good for them, right. according to Juan. Um, anyway, they were saying that Trump lost uh, white voters. That's kind of weird for a white supremacist to lose... A bunch of white voters, isn't it? I mean, to make such huge gains amongst uh, people of color, but lose his support amongst the white people. Sorry, the white people. So uh, he is failing miserably as a white supremacist. You know, and I think that's what cost him the election. Sure. <laughs> I'm kidding, yeah. by the way, but it, it's just stupid. Um, do we want to do some questions about us? Uh, sure. Books in the box. And then I want to get to this stuff about uh, Larry Korea and his uh, oh, the accounting. I'm yeah. talking about the accounting of all this, and he used to be uh, an accountant. Yeah. Uh, okay. I don't know where we stopped. All right. Um, What is the number one thing people are always asking you for help with? How do you get to be so awesome? Hmm. And I'm like, I'd help you, but you can't do it. Yeah, it's something you, something you, uh, you can't learn. You just have to be born with it, right? It's probably my wife asking me to get stuff off the top shelf. You know, yeah, change a light bulb, something like that. How so about no, you? Number one, people are. Why are you so angry, bro? Yeah, people are asking me for help with. Uh, I don't think people ask for my help for a whole lot of stuff. I have a question. Probably because they know I'll say, nah. With those little readers on, you look like Santa Claus's younger brother. <laughs> These are my backups. I, I lost my regular glasses. Your backup backup ones? No, my backup backups are my, my wallet glasses. No, you look seriously like you're about... Uh, about 50 pounds, 10 years, and uh, three inches of beard growth from having kids sit on your lap in a mall. Nice. All right. So 
What movie did you love the original but hate the sequel? I, I've got an answer for that one. What? Highlander. Mm, yeah. Yeah, Highlander. The sequel for Highlander is one of the, the most hated sequels of any movie ever made. In fact, people just say it doesn't exist. Yeah. I saw a, uh, a Geeks and Gamers kind of cartoon where it was these two, this dad and his son sitting on a couch and and the they're watching the TV and the son looks at him and goes, so that was Highlander, huh? And he goes, yep. And he says, are there any others? And there's just a blank panel and the dad goes, nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the series was pretty good too. With Adrian Paul, yeah, that was a pretty good show. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I enjoyed, I enjoyed that. But yeah, the uh, the sequel basically completely. Is it the Mario Van Peebles one? No, wait. And the uh, protection mm. sphere around the Earth, or something like that. It basically turned the the mythology, which was like mystical, yeah. into like an alien story, like a like a yeah. sci fi alien story, which was it was just so stupid. Yeah. So. Um, and that, can you, I By suppose. the way, speaking of Highlander, I was going to say this when we were listening to Jennifer Rubin. Was she trying to do a Sean Connery impression? <laughs> a little, like little bit of that, yeah. Fuck you, Trebek. <laughs> oh, by the way, Trebek died right after Connery, too. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh. Um, too like that. That's sad. So that I suppose now that I've said Highlander, you can't think of another one. Mm, it'll come to me. Um. Uh, how about anything in the Star Wars series after the first two movies? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Gremlins. Yeah, I suppose. That sequel to Breakfast Club sucked. Was that the Lunch Club? <laughs> no, there there wasn't one. Okay. Are you? I just wanted everybody for a second to go. Wait, what? <laughs> I love that movie. There was a sequel. Lost Boys. It's another one. There was a sequel too. It was pretty shitty. Speed. Sequel to Speed was the one with Keanu Reeves was good. Yeah, but oh, the sequel. Yeah, they couldn't. Jason get Keanu. Patrick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, boring. Anytime you don't. Get I don't know if you hate it. You just go meh. Superman. Christopher Reeve. Superman. Superman Two. Not good. Superman Two wasn't. I didn't hate it though. I remember watching this kid and liking it when I was a kid. I suppose if I rewatched it as an adult, I'd be like, ugh. Is that the one with Zod? Yeah. Yeah. And he loses Maybe, his no, power. No, Superman 3 that sucked. Yeah, that's with know, uh, yeah, the supercomputer and um, what's the uh, comedian was in it? Richard Pryor. Yeah. yeah. He was like, he built a supercomputer or something. And then there was another, like a bad guy that had Superman's powers. and Oh, Blazing Saddles 2, not good. <laughs> no such thing, I don't believe. <laughs> I don't think they'd ever make even a remake of that. Somebody asked Mel Brooks, I saw him in an interview. They're like, do you think you could get that movie made now? And he just sort of said, well, people have a different sense of humor. Like, none. So what movie uh, did you not like this the original or maybe liked it, but meh, and then really liked the sequel? I don't know, but I can think of a song that I dug the remake. What's that? Uh, L.A. Woman. Billy Idol's version is way better than The Doors because everything by The Doors sucks. Ha! Gay! Everything by the doors sucks. Okay. And the same goes for Boston. <laughs> well, Alien was okay for, for me. I thought it was a pretty good movie. Um, I, when I saw it, I think I was too young to appreciate it, really. The first Alien. Well, uh, Aliens, but Aliens was fantastic. Aliens was a fantastic movie, but it's almost like they weren't sequels. 
it was almost like two different. Well, I mean, you could like, say that about the uh, uh, Ven- uh, the Marvel movies too, because they make them kind of different genres, almost like uh, the Winter Soldier was one of the best Marvel superhero movies, but it was more of a they tried to make it more of a political thriller kind of thing. Yeah, but I thought like uh, Aliens was just like a straight up sci fi horror movie. Yeah, and I thought, or sorry, Alien. I thought Aliens was more of a like action movie. Yeah. It didn't really strike me as like horror movie. Yeah. You know. I mean, it it had certain elements of that, yeah. Terminator 2. Better than the original. Really? I think so. Okay. I mean, original is pretty good, but I think 2 was and then of course, after that, talk about shitty movies. <laughs> they got progressively worse. All right. The doors still suck. One more thing. Um, are you more talk and less action or vice versa? Ooh. I guess it depends on what it is. Um, yeah, I think the same. I, I think I'm probably 50-50 split. I'll, 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 I'll talk a big game about something but not do it. But sometimes I'll just go out and do something without saying or without, you know, without talking it up first. You're surprisingly quick to hit people who reach into their pockets in front of you. I mean, I've seen that happen. It's a good thing. <laughs> that's a lot more action than talk. Yeah. That's when it's when you want to be more action than talk, I think. Yeah. You don't be like, whoa, whoa, whoa there, sir. What are you doing with that? <laughs> yeah. I think when it comes to like. You ask their forgiveness. Instead of, yeah. Yeah. Know, permission kind of thing. I don't know. Business wise, I think in my business, I'm probably more action than talk. I'm all talking in my business. What business, you ask? <laughs> the business I talk about all the time. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, other stuff like, you know, what I'm like, you know, I'm just going to lay down the law about this at, you know, at home and say, this is how it's going to be. And most, well, with the kids I am. With my wife, I'm more like, how about we just do it this way? <laughs> you know? So. All right. I don't do that. At least I don't do that. Well, it's okay with you. <laughs> Just, could we just kind of do stuff? Um, all right. So Larry Korea is on his Facebook page. You should follow him. He says he's getting throttled, and he may be, but I get all of his posts, so I don't I don't know. But I did I, sign up for his uh, Monster Hunter newsletter. But And I get his posts, but also I interact with him a lot, so I, I thumbs up. And, yeah, maybe. And so maybe that's why I keep getting them. Um, he is posting this. Larry has um, some background as a – uh, an accountant um, for a defense contractor. He says at one point he was pretty high up in that. So he likes numbers. And he has previous to this election been going, I'm tired of Facebook. I'm getting off it. Now he's posting several times a day because he's totally into this stuff. So there's a, I believe it's a, a forensic accountant that he, that he's linking these articles to. And the articles are called, I call bullshit. And then it goes through all of these states. Um, basically saying, hey, you know, Wisconsin, here's what happened. Georgia, here's what happened. Michigan, here's what happened. They're very interesting because they they talk a lot about Binford's Law, um, about people trying to randomize data so they don't look obvious. Uh, but you can get caught. Wind up making it yeah. look very obvious yeah. because data doesn't randomize like people think it would. Um, so it's really important to read. And I was talking to my oldest son about this, who's way more political than I would ever want a kid to be. I tell him, you know, like, stop being so serious, you know. Um, he, uh, 
he said the other day, he goes, you know, Trump should just concede and just move on. I'm like, eh, no. And here's why. I And I will say this, having been a, look, you lost, let's just move on. And it was cringy when Trump came out there and said, I won this election. I won it by a lot. That that sounded sort of like, yeah, well, the ref cheated kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but when you start getting into the guts of some of these about – and one of the things – I think it was one of these articles that Larry was talking about. Larry points out in all the states that he was behind on, at 10.30 or 9.30 at night Eastern time, they just went, we're going to stop counting. Mm-hmm. We're going to come back in the morning and do it. That's never happened before. Never. Yep. And for all sorts of reasons, they say, well, we didn't have enough people and this flood of mail-in ballots. Those two things could very well be true. But as Ron DeSantos said, he said they counted 11 million mail-in ballots and had it done. Florida. By 830 at night in Florida. Yeah. He goes, it can be done. So how come it is? And these are all, they're not proof. They're sort of conspiratorial questions. And I've been on record many times saying I hate questions like that. But when you get a lot of them, they start to need to be answered. Why is it that all the states that he was leading in when you went to bed suddenly decided to stop counting? Why did all of those states wind up breaking for him, for Biden? Why? It just, it seems weird. Why are we still counting ballots? Where are these ballot dumps coming from? Yeah. You know, Alaska just yesterday, maybe it was, today's Wednesday, maybe it was Monday. No, today's Thursday. Maybe it was Tuesday. But I think it was Wednesday. Alaska just finally said, yeah, Trump won. Yeah. Alaska, though large, is not a heavily populated state that was trending 50% Trump and 33% Biden. Where the fuck did you think you were going to get enough ballots to say that wasn't going to be called for Trump? But you could call Virginia when there was less than 1% and Arizona and that one still may wind up going to Trump, just counting the ballots. Yeah. So now we're going to count Georgia again. They're going to do a hand recount. I believe Trump can call for a recount in Wisconsin. But then you've got states like it was, I get so many of these confused, either Michigan or Wisconsin. Um, you have more voters than registered voters. I've heard some people say you have more voters than you have population. I don't think that's true. But uh, you have more voter votes than you have registered voters. Yeah. Where do those come from? Now they're saying that uh, same day registration and new new uh, new people moving there are what makes up for that. That's what they're trying to tell us, at least. Well, you compare that against the census data. Yeah. You know, I don't know if that's true. No, I don't either. Um, that's that's what they're trying to. That's that's the kind of shit they're trying to pull though. So in Pennsylvania, it's far more complicated. They had a certain amount of ballots that came in, and unwisely, I believe, the Republican legislature of Pennsylvania said, we're not going to count ballots until the day of the election. I'm sure they have reasoning for that, but I don't know what it was. Um, So they have all these mail-in ballots coming in, and the state Supreme Court decided in a court case that any ballot, we talked about this before, that came in by 5 o'clock on election day, could be counted until that Friday. That's not something that Supreme Court gets to make a call on. Yeah. So at least they said you need to segregate those ballots. And, and they it's, didn't. It's some well, I don't know that for sure. Okay. 
but it's somewhere between 200 and 300,000 ballots. But there have been more than one source reporting that they didn't. And there's no way at that point afterwards, after the fact, to find them. Well, but there is. Is there? Yeah, because they still have to match. They still have to be, they have to have a signature. They have to match someone who voted. So Stephen Crowder today had, um, well, maybe it wasn't today. I think it was. I saw the video. He has, um, uh, you know, Kaylee McEnany got up there and said, here's your proof. Of fraud, And by the way, one of the things Larry points out, Larry Correa, is as an accountant, you don't look for fraud. You look for red flags right. that make you check for fraud. So when they say, where's the evidence of the fraud? You go, well, we're going to dig into that. But there's enough here. It's where Yeah, that's the part I get frustrated smoke, about when, when people come at you and they go, there's no proof. And I go, we're f- that's what the red flags say. There's something to look for proof. That's right. what we're waiting on. It's funny. This is the side that, you know, when Brett Kavanaugh has uh, one woman roll out there and say, yeah, he he felt me up because that's what her that's what her accusation was. And he had multiple rape and the other woman just said that the, he had participated yeah, in mul- multiple rape parties. Yeah. yeah, she flat out lied. But uh, Christine Blasey Ford comes out there unsubstantiated. Indelible in the campus. Despite two FBI investigations, a background check. All this stuff, there are no people to corroborate her story, including the people she said who co- could corroborate her story. But yet that makes Kavanaugh a rapist, despite the fact that Blasey Ford says he never raped her. He just was going to try to. She thought he, she might die there. She thought she might, you know. Um, so he can't be on the court. But all of this stuff showing what happened is not even worth looking at because, you know, the country's got to heal got to move on well you know there's a very limited amount of time for the biden administration to get up to speed and get you know to 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 facilitate him running the country and by trump doing this and and holding him up he's it's dangerous for the country well and i'll get back to crowder so dangerous i do think trump is making some missteps here one of them is they are not allowing biden to read the security briefings the daily security briefings they should do that because that looks like that looks like you're really trying to be a bitch about it. Mm. And I think you should look because it's very likely he's going to wind up being the president. Let him get up to speed. It's not like he's new to this office. He's been in Washington for 47 years. There's nothing here that's there's nothing here that's going to be a problem if he finds out about. So let him do it. I think fighting over that small stuff is where Trump hurts himself sometimes. Anyway, back to uh, uh, Stephen Crowder. So they he read the 243 pages of of uh, affidavits, which is available in PDF. You can go look at it. And he had his, he calls him half Asian lawyer Bill, go through with it. And uh, he says, well, what about these people who say there's no proof here? And Bill says, I don't know if there's proof. He goes, but these are signed affidavits. They are legal documents under penalty of perjury. If you lie, you go to jail. These are federal charges. You'll go to jail for the better part of 10 years. If you coerce someone into putting one of these affidavits out there, and it's not true, you also go to jail. In fact, if you try to coerce someone and you don't and they report you, you also go to jail, all under perjury charges. So he's saying if they're lying, if all these people are lying, the stakes are very high and they run the very good risk of winding up in a very bad place for a very long time. And everybody knows that since these are 
people that are coming on the side of the Trump um, win, these all these affidavits being signed for the fraud, that they would get prosecuted if they were lying because that's what happens to people on the right, but not on the left. Exactly. So you know if you're if you even tangentially related to somebody with some malfeasance on the right, they're going to come at you with both barrels. Well, they're going to you know put you on a truth and reconciliation and, and list. call the, call the media uh, call the media uh, cronies to show up at your doorstep before they do the 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 SWAT raid on your house at 4 a.m. when you're 70 something years old in your pajamas. Yeah, that's the kind of shit they'll pull with you. So. Uh, they were going through all this stuff, and uh, this this first guy who came out and went to Project Veritas and said he was – I think he was a Pennsylvania postal worker, said he was told to change – might have been Michigan. Okay. it's Again, yeah, it's, it's tough hard, for the yeah. United States. Said, uh, you know, we're going to uh, – he, he was told to backdate some right. of the – Basically uh, make uh, illegal ball- ballots legal. Yeah, so ones that didn't come in by the 4th yeah. were supposed to be backdated to the 4th. Now the obvious question is how did they know which which way they were yeah. voting? We don't know. Um, or maybe they opened them and looked at them and or, said, or they could make the assumptions that the mail-in ballots are going to trend more. Right. Biden. So they said, you know, run those through. And so the FBI comes to talk to him, and all of a sudden MSNBC says, "Well, he recanted his story." Well, they've got the recording of him being interviewed by the federal agent. Uh, Rooster, you can't talk about that. That's illegal oh, I'll get to, to record that. a federal agent. I'll get to that. Rooster. I'll get that's, to that. You can't talk about that. Shut up. <laughs> um, so if you listen to this whole thing, he never recanted. And the guy came out on face, uh, face or YouTube right after that saying, I didn't recant. Yeah. Project Veritas said, hey, did you recant? And he's like, no, those guys are assholes. Yeah. And so they play a video and the guy is, I mean, it's this smarmy uh, guy and- so, uh, I, again, I think it was Larry said, an attorney friend of his says, who's dealt with feds on things like this, says, that guy's not a... Yeah, he wasn't an interrogator. He was he's a, a fixer. A fixer, yeah. <laughs> He goes, and the guy is, if you got to listen to the recording, because oh, he's just like, he goes, hey, I'm not, he goes, I'm not trying to scare you. It's like ya. double reverse. Uh... I, I, but I'm going to try and scare you here, because sometimes, he goes, we like to, we like to be in charge of our mind. Yeah. But sometimes it's only under stress that our mind comes out and remembers what really happened. So he's basically saying, I'm going to try and plant a memory in your head. What's it called when you when you tell people to do something, but you're doing it so that they do the opposite? Reverse psychology. So he's double back reverse psychology, this guy. Well, he's almost trying to Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, it's, like all, it's, it's so nutty. It's like almost like a comedy. But the guy happening. even said, he goes, I'm sitting there thinking, fuck, is this really going on? I mean, yeah. but it's... It's a good thing he's got the recording. It is almost comical, though. But to your point, you know, we made a joke out of it, but it's funny, and this is the shit that's driving me nuts about the media, is they say, well, he recanted, which is a lie. Yep. And he says, I didn't recant. Here's the recording. They go, you can't record a federal agent. Yeah. So we're not listening. No, no, no. They're putting their fingers over theirs and going, la, 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 la. They're not uh, walking back anything about his recanting either, even though he didn't. No. Out of his mouth. I did not. Who's the who's the uh, lawyer for the Covington kid? Oh yeah, I bet you he's calling him, going, "Hey, yeah. you want to go after MSNBC and the Washington Post?" He really should. Oh God, that would be awesome. By the way, you know what I think Trump's gonna do? I think he's gonna buy a newspaper. Wouldn't that be funny? I'd, I'd subscribe. He's gonna start a Trump News Network oh, or something I love like it, that. Yeah. Oh, the Trump News Network would be awesome. It'd just be a bunch of 
It'd just be like there'd be an hour, you know, instead of a Tucker hour where Tucker and watch Tucker will jump ship and go to it. Tucker won't be reading from that. Or uh, Trump won't be reading for that. It'll just be an hour of Trump going, and another motherfucker. <laughs> this guy, he's got to go. I hate this fucker. Larry's um, got a, a more recent post. Well, hang on one yeah. second. Um, so, well, no, go ahead. I'm just, I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but he goes, he's talking about uh, the accounting and the red flags, and he goes, "Holy shit, these county by county numbers just keep getting weirder." Most of the state, Trump did better than last time, except for a few specific Georgia counties, where for Joe Biden to reach the numbers he got there, not only does he have to crush Hillary and Obama's turnout, but every new voter registration for the last four years would have to have voted for him, too. Then he And then he got more than that, like tens of thousands more. And then it goes on and on about the specifics. And he goes, again, statistical miracles fall like rain upon Joe Biden. <laughs> well, did you hear Thomas Friedman, the... The uh, columnist said, because Georgia has very loose residency laws when it comes to voting. Yeah. He's flat out encouraging. He goes, yeah, we have the two to, Senate. Move to Georgia. Yeah, we have a runoff for the Senate going that is super important. Right. For, this, for you know, if, if they. It, it's important. It's not as important as everyone says. And here's why. Right now with Alaska winning, uh, that Alaska senator won. So there are 50, 50. 50 Republicans right now. And people There's say 48 Democrats, 48 Democrats. And everybody says, well, you got to make sure you don't you're not 50 50 because then the tiebreaker Kamala Harris. Yeah. We must say so with respect. Wakanda forever. Mm. Um, As always. <laughs> yeah. Wakanda forever. She uh, she's the tiebreaker. But that assumes that all of those 50 senators are lockstep with things like expanding the Senate with Puerto Rico and Washington, D.C., and packing the court. And Joe Manchin, and they are going to, I think, one of the senators from Montana is in the same boat. Uh, they are liberal senators in red states. Joe Manchin is from Washington, or, uh, West Virginia. He's And why is there none in East Virginia? <laughs> um, he's from West Virginia. He has always been a very moderate Democrat. And he came out and said, yeah, no unpacking the court, no one uh, making those states, all of this stuff. He's like, no, no, no. So people will say, yeah, but there's squishy senators on the Republican side. Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, Mitt Romney. They're not going to do that. There's no way. I mean, not only would they be voted out of office, they'd probably be recalled. And hell, in Alaska and Salt Lake and uh, – uh, Utah, maybe even murdered. Fed to the bears. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're fed to the bears in Maine, oh. where Collins is, you know. Um, but in Utah, they let teachers bring guns to school. So uh, so all of those things that they're talking about, again, these runoff elections are still very important. I have a feeling it's going to split. I think it's going to go 50-50. Um, Tom Tillis, I think, is the Republican who barely – barely squeaked by and now they have to have the runoffs but this leffler gal who's also a republican she was one of those ones who made a bunch of money uh right before covid fell before uh, or fell on us by dumping a bunch of stock so they're going to use that against her but anyway um but yeah those are important so the democrats are flat out saying hey liberals move to georgia so you can vote and then move out that's fraud I don't think it's fraud because it's legal. It's legal to move there, establish residency, and vote. But, but, but 
if your intention is to is to rig it, an election, then it's fraud. How can you say that's not unethical? Yeah, but, but that's fraud. That's that's committing fraud. Then, if you're doing it with the intention of of skewing the election, and then you're going to move back out or whatever. No, because you're not actually committing a crime. It's it's legal to do it. It's legal to move to Georgia, live there before the election, vote in the election. I don't know. It's shitty. It shouldn't be allowed. It's like I'm trying to think of a, an analogy. It's hard, but like let's say straw man buying is if you go into a gun store and you want to buy a gun and your friend doesn't have his ID and he he likes that gun. He's like, that's a really great gun. And you go, yeah, you know, it's like, I'd really like to have that gun. Yeah, yeah, you would? Well, I think I'm going to buy that gun. And that guy behind the counter goes, you're buying that for him, aren't you? You're like, no, 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 no. I just thought he talked me into it. I'm, I'm going to buy it for myself. And the guy behind the counter goes, okay, I'm going to sell it to you. But then it comes to find out that, no, you really did buy it with the intention of selling it to him later. Um, but mm, that's you committing think, fraud. I don't think it's a good analogy. I think the yeah, analogy. I was trying to come up with one off the top of my head. I, I think the analogy is more along the lines of um, you buy liquor for a friend of yours who's of age and just doesn't have the money. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's legal. It's allowed. But. Okay. I mean, there's. That's not a good analogy. Nah, either. There's yeah, no. There's no unethical element no. to that. So he's but, an alcoholic. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, or he's not supposed to have it. He's for behind some the wheel. Yeah. There you, you go. Hand it, hand it to him through the driver window. Maybe that's it. <laughs> um, we're getting a little ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, we're getting crazy. Uh, but anyway, so I think the important part here is these people who are calling themselves the pillars of ethics, and we have to have uh, truth and. Uh, reconciliation committees and blah, 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 are saying, yeah, but just move there and vote. Um, and, you know, I don't think, I don't think even though the state legislature of Georgia is Republican, I don't think they're going to be able to change the law that says, oh, you have to establish residency X amount of months before you can yeah. vote. I don't think you're allowed to do that. So, but, you know, I, I promise some more optimism in this. The thing you got to take out of this election, regardless of what happens, and I think it will result in Trump making a good point that there was fraud and that going forward, I think people are going to watch these elections way more. I think you will start seeing more Republicans volunteer as pollsters or not pollsters, but poll workers. Shit, I'm thinking about doing it. Yeah, I think for the 2022 election, I think I'm going to do it, you know. Um, so uh, anyway, what what we have to take away from this is one. Uh, the Republicans gain governors, they gain state governments, um, and we're going to be doing redistricting because this is after a census. So, um, and this blue wave that was supposed to be coming, you know, the, the Democrats were, they might take the Senate, but they were certainly going to build their lead in the House. They lost their lead in their House, in the House. I think it's seven seats now that the Republicans gained, which still gives the Democrats a majority, but it's a slim majority. And there's a lot of talk that Nancy Pelosi's not going to be reelected speaker because the people on the left, I think ultimately she will, but it's going to be a long, hard fight, fought fight because the far left, the Rashida Tlaibs and AOCs are saying the reason they lost so many seats was because she didn't do what she was supposed to do. She didn't go far enough left. Yeah, she didn't didn't sign on to the uh, left lunacy. Yeah, like she had to be. To. But now the other day she won't denounce socialism either. Yeah, I mean she signed on enough 
for me. <laughs> yeah. So she's she's a mess. So Nancy Pelosi may be out. The Democrats don't have the lead they had. And to be honest, I think Joe Biden is probably going to be happy if the Republicans keep the Senate, because I don't think he wants all that far left lunacy. He wants left lunacy. Don't get me wrong. He wants to get us back in the Paris Climate Accord and yeah, I mean, get just, rid of the China tariffs and get us back into the Iran so, so nuclear deal. Everything just so destructive for, for our economy and for our, he wants to, our way of life. You know, he wants to do uh, more uh, shutdowns and yeah. and uh, yeah, he doesn't have any power to do that. Um, but the Gretchen Whitmers, the Kim Jong-Walls and the uh, uh, Tony Everses of the world, the Cuomos, they're going to go along with him. You know, yeah. they're going to ruin their states. Unfortunately, we're in one of them. Um, but it's going to be very interesting to me when these governors come back up for elections, see what happens. Did you hear uh, de Blasio's crazy daughter gave, give a speech and said that uh, Biden stole the election? What? She, she uh, Freudian slip kind of thing where she goes, and then, you know, with Kamala is going to be president. And when Biden stole the, stole, stole the, uh, won the election, <laughs> it was like that bad. Wow. Yeah, I heard it. I heard the audio. I'm like, holy shit, that was bad. <laughs> she crazy. Uh, yeah, she's that whole family's crazy. crazy. But I mean, he's going to get run out too. Yeah. As a mayor of New York City, so. Well, there's still hope. Uh, the more I hear about, like the the this the craziness, like what what Larry's been posting has been actually buoying my spirits a little bit because it does sound like it's egregious, like it's 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 documentable what's what's been happening and if that's true that there's that much going on and they were that bold about it um you know this could get overturned so but like you said it's it's a it's a uphill battle but it's not impossible well what i am worried about to trash all the optimism i had uh has nothing to do with the presidency and everything to do with uh covid now because every state is surging yeah I'm worried we're headed back for a bunch of lockdowns again. Well, even, I mean, if you hear that piece of shit, Governor Walls, I mean, he is so fucking high in his power. Well, you know what pisses me off? Michael Osterholm, who is uh, at the University of Minnesota, a virologist or epidemiologist or whatever it is. He, you know, he posts these, all this stuff, and he had this book about, my dad read it, and he goes, Osterholm predicted exactly what would happen. And I said, yeah, and he's been doing that for 10 fucking years. He's, pro- he's finally right. And he said, oh, we were going to have another surge in uh, cases in the in October and November, and it was all going to start up again. It's like, okay, so he was right about that. He's been saying forever we were going to have another yeah. one of these coming. But the other day, Osterholm gets on there and goes, nope, we need to shut down for four to six weeks. Nobody go anywhere. And he goes, we have enough money to just pay everybody for four to six weeks. And I just want to go, why the fuck is anybody listening to this guy when it comes to stuff like that? Yeah. Because if Thomas Sowell got, gets up there and says, look, here's how this virus works. Everyone would go, you're not a doctor. You don't know. Yeah. You don't know what you're talking about. You know? But these, but these uh, Fauci and Osterholm and all these motherfuckers can talk about, uh, can talk about all they want about economics. And yeah. It's like... From God to them to us. These businesses are on a on a. <laughs> I'm trying to use that razors. I, I keep what did uh, Bill Hemmer razor tight. Damn, because all I can think of is their proper razor edge. On, they're on a razor tight edge. They're razor tight, man. They are razor tight. I heard that's uh, like the next First Blood movie. First Blood Five. Razor, razor tight. tight. <laughs> yeah, I, I fucked it up because I couldn't think of the stupid term. I was thinking yeah. razor's edge, but anyways, all these businesses are on a razor's edge, and they 
There's a lot of them that have already closed down, couldn't couldn't handle, couldn't make it. Uh, the profit margins for them are, are so low, especially at the restaurants and the bars are so low to begin with. And they the ones that kind of figure out how to like eke along by, you know, just barely, you know, getting the amount of people they needed to just, you know, I don't even think they're making payments, but they don't have to on some of them. I think they, they got um, the banks are being a little bit more lenient. Bank, banks are being very forgiving. But that's only going to be happen for so long. Well, but here's the here's the problem. And this is why people like Michael Osterholm, who are very smart, should shut up when it comes to economics because he's a dummy that way. He knows less about economics than I know about virology or whatever. And I don't know shit about that. Um, if we go four to six weeks and everybody gets paid, that's fine. But what happens after that? Other than we've run up a shit ton, another trillion or two trillion dollars worth of debt. Um, Because, you know, that'll never be a problem. What happens to those businesses afterwards? It's not like everybody just goes right back out to them. Those businesses don't have money then, you know? So they're not paying people then. You have to pay people for the time that businesses are open if you're going to shut it down. If you're saying, hey, we have to do four to six weeks of shutdown, you better plan to pay people for two months. Because those businesses are going to have to go through a rehire, mm-hmm. you know, you, it's just going to have to work like that. And you know, along those lines, Rand Paul said something. Getting back to the voting thing, but based on the stimulus deal, he said, uh, he said we spent like 1.6 million checks to dead people. We didn't send any ballots to any dead people. No, that doesn't happen. No, it didn't happen. Yeah. And and how dare you question a dead person's right to vote? Yeah. So. This election process is pristine and unassailable. There's no fraud. No fraud. There's no no. There's no evidence of widespread fraud. Yeah, yeah. The ones that are finally admitting it, there there is fraud. It's just negligible. Well, they're gonna. But go that's what they've been telling us in Minnesota for years. They're gonna go. There's no fraud. Well, there's no widespread fraud. There's not a fraud to flip an election. Well, uh, there's not or a flip a state. Well, there's not enough to flip all the states. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. So, but oh. I worry about what, and I know we're getting a up on time here. I worry about what's going to happen if Trump does pull this out. I don't think he's going to. Although the betting lines are giving him increasing odds. Yeah. Um, God, that'd be bad. I mean, just not not to have him in there. Yeah, I'd love, I'd love for But him it's going to be another four years if he stole the election and nobody's stopping. And yeah. So I almost, there's a part of me that's almost like, let's let Biden fail for two years. Yeah, but here's the thing about Trump, the, the three, four years he's been in, he's actually accomplished so much. It'd be great to see another four years of that. I know. I I 100% agree with you. Yeah. But uh, can you imagine the rioting and the looting and all that stuff if Trump wins? Oh, yeah. It'd be, it'd be, it'll, it'll be amplified for sure. But what I do worry about more is, uh, you know, roughly late March, early April of 2021 when uh, – we're coming out of more COVID lockdowns because they'll do more of those. And uh, and the only sh- the only shot we've got is just resist it. Just stop it. Yeah. Just say, no, we're not doing it, you know. Um, but the George Floyd thing is going to happen. Oh, the, the uh, cops are going to get the trial. off and probably. They have decided to try all four of them together. Which is a bad idea for the prosecution. Three of those guys yeah. are not guilty of anything. Nope. Um, because – Two of them are sitting there like going, shouldn't we roll them over? Shouldn't we? And one of them was doing chest compressions on him in the ambulance. Yeah. You know? No, it was a bad move um, to do that for the prosecution. So 
And so it's, it's looking bad for the prosecution. And so he's they're gonna get off. Yeah. And when they do, this is gonna be this is gonna be O. J. Simpson uh all over again. Yeah. You know? No, yeah, no, it'll be uh the L.A. riots, riots all over again. It'll be. Yeah, but that uh, was people. over O.J. Simpson, wasn't it? No, that was Reginald Denny. Oh, Roger, Rodney King. Yeah. Oh, Reginald Denny was the trucker that was pulled out of his truck and beaten to brain damage. The white trucker. That's yeah. Pulled out of truck. Yeah. Over Rodney King. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We're getting names screwed up here. So Rodney King. I'm tired. Will be, yeah. <laughs> Worn out. Rodney King. Well, it'll be a Rodney King thing all over. Except I think it'll be worse because it'll be nationwide. Yeah. And I don't think the Biden administration will do anything to stop it. And I don't think. Um. Mayors in some of these towns, blue towns, will stop it either. And, and I suggest if you're a, a, a car- if you carry a weapon, I suggest you get um, sign up for like the uh, concealed carry uh, insurance, uh, like the what is it, uh, CCR? Um, yeah, they. Oh, I can't remember the they name. They defend of you, and you know NRA has something like that, but it's not it's not worth getting. Um, but there's a couple of these organizations. I, off the top of my head, I can't think of them. But you know, look them up. Look at uh, concealed carry. Um, organizations and they have you know guaranteed defense like you, you pay like let's say three hundred dollars a year and you can do monthly payments where if you have to use your gun in self-defense they have lawyers that specifically know how to deal with that 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 are at your beck and call i think yeah. maybe you should sign up for that if you shoot somebody because they were attacking you um even if you're 100 percent justified you need a lawyer you need a lawyer so you need and don't somebody. talk to the cops don't talk to anybody without a lawyer just need somebody right there and you know, it, yeah, it's just good advice. But but seriously, if if before these things happen, before the you know the cops are basically exonerated uh, and shit goes down, and you're carrying a gun and you're going to protect yourself, you need to have this kind of insurance. And better yet, if you live in one of these cities, I mean, like if you can get out, get out, get out, yeah, because everybody else is getting out, mm-hmm. and uh, pretty soon. Your house or whatever it is you own, your condo, is not going to be worth a damn. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can buy a house right now in parts of Detroit for five bucks. <laughs> five bucks. Yeah. And they're not. it's not like it's a run-down old house. It's, it was somebody's house. They just left. Yep. So, yeah. Well, we're way over. So if you want to contact us via email, it's rooster at com or crow at com. We should get a parlor account. We should. Tell you what, I'll get a sign up for parlor and okay. you uh, I'll, talk I'll, to... I'll do a MeWe account. Yeah, you talk to uh, Nurkish's... Uh, uh, artist? It, yeah, artist. Okay. About so we'll, we're talking about putting some versions of some short clips of this up on YouTube. But I also appreciate the comments I've been getting on Facebook. You guys are starting to communicate with me a lot more. I really appreciate that. We actually had a comment today that said we should do more than one of these a week. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm already exhausted. I know. It's getting tough. Yeah. So, all right. See you. Bye.